This podcast is the design of City Sites Urban Media, and our goal is to bring into focus the difference between culture and God's ideas found in His Word. To learn more, go to citysitesurbanmedia.com. The following scriptures will be the basis for this podcast. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. From Matthew 25, 6 through 13. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all of the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied, There may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others came, Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I say to you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. Do you want to know what your profession of faith in Jesus Christ is worth? Your confession of faith in him, what it's worth? The answer is this, it's worth absolutely nothing. They come to him on that day and say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Their defense before the Lord of glory is their own works. Would a true Christian illuminated by the Holy Spirit to know the depravity of his own heart, do you think he would actually give good works as a defense as to why the Lord should let him into heaven? Depart from me, I never knew you. When he speaks about few finding eternal life, he's talking about those who profess his name. Among those who call Jesus Lord, few of them will find eternal life. So what we hear here is not everyone who says to me, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. No, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. And what he's saying is not everyone who emphatically declares me to be Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. This is not some secret discipleship here. This is not some hidden thing. This is a person who would emphatically say, yes, I'm I'm a Christian. He says, not everyone who says this will enter into the kingdom of heaven, which is synonymous with not everyone who says this is truly Christian. No matter how emphatically someone declares themselves to be Christian, it is not the test of whether their Christianity is true. What is the test? We go on and we see this. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Now, he is in no way teaching a works salvation. Not at all. He is not teaching that men enter into the kingdom of heaven by their ability to perform the will of God. That is not what he's teaching. If you think that, you're putting the cart before the horse. What he's teaching is simply this. Those who have truly believed, do so by the power of the Holy Spirit by which they've been regenerated and made new creatures through this miraculous work of salvation and the continuing work of the Holy Spirit in their life, 
their lives and manner of living are changed. And so that the true Christian is Christian by believing in Jesus, but you know he truly believes in Jesus because of the changes in his life. And those changes are marked by conformity to the will of God. This is the City Sites Podcast with Larry Kutzler. I recently wrote a blog about the idea that Jesus may not know us. The title of the blog was, I Never Knew You, and it's taken out of a couple of scripture verses we find in the New Testament, one in Matthew 7.21, where he talks about people coming to him saying, I've done a lot of things in your name, Lord. How about recognizing me? And the other one, of course, is the parable of the ten virgins in Matthew 25, where the five foolish virgins were unprepared for the coming of the Messiah and came to him later wanting to get And of course, his response was, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. So the true understanding of what it means to be a Christian is not only just saying yes to Jesus, but it's also obeying him. It's also coming to grips with what he said and coming alongside of what he said and adopting that into your life as the basis for your living. We find that in 1 John 2, where it says, We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. So there's definitely a relationship between accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior and keeping his commandments. And I think the verses out of John 7 and Matthew 25 relate back to this idea that we need to be not only accepting Jesus as our way of salvation, but also a way of life. And that our lives are in agreement with what he taught and what he expects from us. False Christianity does exist. And you may think that doesn't involve you, but why not look into the Bible and compare what it says with what you understand? If you're correct, you have nothing to fear. I was shocked when I realized that what I believed growing up was not what the Bible taught. I was deceived and didn't know it. What is a true Christian is not an easy question to answer, since Christianity comes in many different forms with literally thousands of differing denominations and independent churches. Our first question to explore the answer of whether you are a true Christian is, are you following Jesus' example? It should be understood that you cannot follow the example of someone that you don't know. And how can you know Jesus Christ unless you read and study the book that introduces us to Him? Can you really afford to follow family traditions and what others tell you about Him without reading what the Bible actually says? A true Christian studies the Bible. Too many people make Jesus in their own image, out of their own imaginations, rather than going to the source to learn about the real Jesus. That is very true that oftentimes we end up making a Jesus out of our imaginary thoughts and ideas about a God we would like Jesus to become. And that, of course, is heresy. If it's not complying with the God of the Bible, the Jesus of the Bible, it is a God of our imagination. It's an idol. An idol, that's an interesting concept, isn't it? We don't talk too much about idols these days because there are so many of them. And many of them that we talk about are sports and wealth and fame and all of those things. But religious people have idols too. They have idols of ministry and churches and doctrines and 
Idols are leaders as well. We worship a leadership today, and many times we put people on pedestals, which is something that God forbids us to do. We should have no idol, nothing that should compete with God being first place in our lives. Pastor Francis Chan had a very challenging message about this, and I'd like you to pay particular attention to what he says makes him afraid, makes him worried. I think you'll be challenged by what he has to say. I've been studying this book for over 30 years, deeply, in the Greek, in the Hebrew, in English, just over and over. Try to read through this book at least once a year because I want to know the truth. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to count on someone else telling me what it says. Here's what I am most concerned about, to put it as plainly as I can. I am deeply concerned that even though you are sitting in a church building, that some of you one day will go to hell to be tormented day and night forever and ever. And by the time you figure it out, it'll be too late. That's my biggest concern. Look, I have a couple of fears. One fear is I don't want anyone thinking they're going to heaven if they're not. That's horrible. And the most loving thing is not to just let people go and not offend them and wait till they figure it out at the end. But I also have another fear, man. I don't want people who know Jesus to feel like they don't and be worried about it. (laughs) And how to walk that tension and go, God, I don't want to just get everyone worried about their salvation. At the same time, I don't want everyone just to assume that they're saved. And so you just, you just go, I don't know how to differentiate the two. I, don't, I just try to get away from myself as much as I can and just read the words of Scripture and let it happen. If I'm completely honest right now, that's what I care about. I know some of you guys are struggling your marriages, and I care, but not as much as I care about this. Some of you are struggling with sickness, and I, I care, but not as much as this. Some of you are dealing with racial tension. Some of you are, are dealing with the loss of a job. And I care, but not nearly as much as I care about this, because this is forever. This is forever. You're gonna, we're all going to stand before this God, and he's going to say one of two things for you, and it lasts forever, forever. Either well done, good and faithful servant. Man, come over here. Man, you, you're my son. You're my daughter. Get over here forever and ever, or depart from me. I never knew you. I mean, one of, the, one of the passages that caused me to get into Christian ministry was when I read uh, Matthew 7, verse 21, where Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And right before he was talking about, man, you can tell the good tree by the good fruit. Because not everyone who just says to me, Lord, Lord. And as I read that passage, it's showing me, it says in the last day, many people, many are going to come to him and say, Lord, Lord, didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I do this? Didn't I do that? And it says, and he will say, depart from me. I never knew you. And so clearly in that passage, there are people who are deceived. 
it seems from the language that they're going to get to the end and go, wait a second, I thought for sure I was getting, what are you talking about? I did this, I taught Sunday school, I hardly ever missed a day of church, I was raised in the church, they told me, just come forward, pray a prayer, man, I did that prayer, well, what's going on here? There are many people who will think that they're going to be deceived, that terrifies me, that scares me. So where does that leave us today? We've been talking about the verses in Scripture that talk about Jesus saying to some of his followers, I never knew you. Well, that is a sobering thought, isn't it? I never knew you. Thinking that we have lived our lives in church, we've been a part of denominations, whether we're Catholic or Protestant or Charismatic or Messianic or Episcopalian, whatever it may be, and we think by following a certain set of values or a certain set of religious traditions or believe in certain kinds of doctrines that that's somehow going to be impressive to God. Nothing is impressive to God except you knowing Jesus. The big myth in today's world, especially in the religious world, is that somehow religion gets us in with God. Religion doesn't get us an in with God, doesn't give us a pass, doesn't give us a free ticket. Religion sometimes is probably the worst enemy of God because it masks the true understanding of what it means to have salvation in the name of Jesus. Often religion replaces Jesus as the core foundation for how we relate to God. God does not honor religion. He does not honor Protestants. He does not honor Catholics or Messianics or Jews. He honors those who know Jesus, his son. It is because of John 3:16, when God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's what God honors. That's what gets you into the kingdom of heaven. That's what makes you right before God. That's what brings forgiveness in your life. That's what brings healing in your life. That's what makes life work is Jesus. Not religion, not denomination, not doctrine. It's Jesus. And when Jesus is at the core and the center of your life, he guides and directs and counsels and brings you into the fullness of knowing what the relationship with God is all about. So don't be fooled by the false gospels that are in our world today. What is a false gospel? The false gospel is adding anything to the end of the name Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ plus something is a false gospel. Your salvation is in him and in him alone. Knowing Jesus is a personal commitment, a personal investment, a personal commitment to who Jesus is, what he did for you, and what he has taught you to do. And you find all that out when you begin to read the Bible and you begin to understand the testimony and the purposes and plan of God. Don't believe in false gospels. Come back to the name of Jesus and he will help you understand what it means to be a part of his kingdom. At this moment, God commands all men to repent and believe that today is the day of salvation, that you are to flee from the wrath to come, to flee from the law of Moses that condemns you into the city of refuge who is Jesus Christ our Lord. Run to him. 
Repentance is simply giving up to stop fighting against God and to stop attempting to gain your own salvation through your own works, to literally give up and fall upon Christ. That is salvation. So that you say, nothing in my hands I bring, simply to the cross I cling. And when that seed grows in you to the point where you know that you're standing before God is 100 absolutely percent based and founded upon the perfect work and merit of Jesus Christ, then you stand before Him with confidence knowing that all your sins have been atoned for and that you are righteous in Christ. Come to Him. Thank you for joining us today. Every Friday we bring you this podcast with interviews with people who are challenging the status quo of Christianity and challenging the cultural norms of our day. Please help us get the word out by sharing the link to this podcast with your online friends and family. Our website also contains other podcasters who are part of the City Sites network of communicators all sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Our website is citysitesurbanmedia.com. This is the City Sites Podcast Network. 